Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. There are probably only a few things that I hate more than driving through downtown San Francisco. My least favorite part is trying to cross Market Street. I feel like I'm in everyone's way all the time and that the lanes all of a sudden turn into very specific directions that I never want to go. And so if I had to pay for that experience, it would be like a slap in the face. And that's what the city is hoping for. I avoid driving into the city now at all costs. San Francisco is figuring out whether to introduce congestion pricing, essentially charging people to drive through the busiest parts of the city. That is a viable way of getting people out of their cars. But they'll have to first convince Bay Area drivers that paying to drive through downtown San Francisco will help solve the traffic problems. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Anytime you need to get on the bridge, it's a nightmare for people. I mean, it's a depressing way to live. Dan Brecky is KQED's transportation editor. He takes BART, he takes the casual carpool, and sometimes he even takes the ferry. But driving into San Francisco alone isn't something he does. There are a lot more people living in the city, and there are a lot more people working in the city. Most people drive solo to work. Plus, we've added in Lyft, and we've added in Uber. I have to name them in that order because that's the order of their IPOs. (laughs) A study done by the San Francisco County Transportation Authority came out last fall, and it estimates that companies like Uber and Lyft were the biggest factor in traffic delays on city streets between 2010 and 2016. When you look at San Francisco and you you try to think about how it could get any better for the cars on the road, I don't see many options. Like, there's not many more lanes that could be created, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you're right that it's not really possible to expand the roadways. Nobody's going to be in favor of building double-deck Bryant Street, for instance, or, or something like that. So the next best way of trying to improve things is to get cars off the street. So how do you do that? Francisco loves to tout its transit-first policy, getting drivers off the streets. And on the- there are more cars and trucks on the road than ever. So then we get to congestion pricing, and, and that's simply the idea of placing a price, charging a toll for driving in certain parts of the city. And we've been talking about where the traffic is worse. It's south of market. It's in the financial district, a little bit up in the northeast corner, up around uh, North Beach and Broadway and Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think that would be in the zone, too. So you would, you would charge a toll for cars entering 
and possibly leaving those areas. Anybody who's making a private car trip would have to pay for the privilege of doing that. You know, it requires a shift in thinking. Mm -hmm. To look at roads as a finite resource that access to is actually sort of a privilege, not a right for everybody to just drive on with no no cost. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I never even considered that (sighs) as part of the puzzle. Well, you know, this is a conversation that could be held in any big American city. You know, one of the things I hear that's a really big problem about Atlanta, because I love Atlanta, it's the traffic, man. The traffic is just so- Anywhere you go, you find people who are experiencing this sort of existential dread about having to get to and from their livelihoods. Completely backed up. If you look in my mirror here, all the way back there, and all that I've gotten through so far has been backed up. This is much bigger than San Francisco, is my point. And it is a Sunday at 4 o'clock. And this is Pittsburgh. Because this conversation can be happening in in a lot of other cities, have any other cities considered congestion prices? Yeah, well, New York has already made a decision that it's going to go forward with some kind of congestion pricing scheme. Well, it's a done deal. Congestion pricing will be driving into New York City. State lawmakers signed off on that plan, even though that plan is not finalized just yet. One thing we know for sure... It will create a toll, a charge for driving into much of Manhattan, all the way down to uh, the Battery, the southern tip of Manhattan. This is something they've talked about for a long time, and people don't like it. This is such a hot-button issue. I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you the number of times I've jumped into a limo, a taxi, uh, an Uber, where the drivers are lecturing me about why this is such a bad idea. It's simply so much of a a change from how they've lived and how they've been able to access this precious public space that the street represents. But New York isn't the only one. Vancouver, B.C., um, Seattle, and Los Angeles apparently are all talking about this, too. It's been done in other places, Stockholm in Sweden, London, England, Well, and all the bridge tolls are a form of congestion pricing. You and I talked last year about the ballot measure Bay Area voters passed. By 2025, it's going to cost nine bucks to cross the Bay Bridge in the morning. Yeah, it does get expensive. But what are the results of of charging that money? There was something like a 30 percent decrease in traffic and vehicles entering the city of London after the congestion pricing scheme was imposed. Now they made a mistake. They exempted taxis and ride-hail companies like Uber from having to pay the congestion fee. So guess what? A lot of the private vehicle traffic that had been removed from the streets came back in the form of taxis and ride-hail vehicles that didn't have to pay. Now, they're they're imposing charges on the ride-hail companies, and that seems to have worked in terms of clearing things up again. But other places have been fairly satisfied that they've seen the desired result by charging money to get onto the street. And so now San Francisco's looking at congestion pricing. What have they done so far to start that conversation? How long has that conversation been going on? Well, the conversation's been going on more than a decade. So the first formal debate and discussion of this ended with a directive to the San Francisco County Transportation Authority to launch a study back in 2008. And that process led to a final report in 2013. And why didn't it happen? Well, for the same reason it didn't happen in New York and it hasn't happened anywhere else. 
It's, it's a really difficult idea to, to introduce and to enforce. It seems like a weird idea, too. It seems like a tough sell to people. Like, what streets would even be included in this plan? Well, it would be this downtown core area of south of Market and the financial district mostly. And how would it work? Well, that's a really challenging thing. Um, how do you charge a toll? You can't set up toll booths because just think what that would do to congestion. <laughs> it would just be a line of cars right. in every direction so, trying to get But in there's and out. technology out there. There are places where you can just drive through at speed and your fast track gets charged, right? So that's your toll. Now, one of the biggest issues, one of the biggest difficulties is, you know, it's one thing to charge an engineer who's making a, a six-figure salary, well into six figures, you know, for, for entering and leaving the congestion zone. It's another thing to do that to a hotel worker. Right. Here in the Bay Area, especially when so many people are driving in from outside the city, right. we've seen these crazy maps of commute patterns. Right. I mean, people are driving a long ways to get here, and the more people are displaced, right. the farther they have to drive in. So. Yeah, so finding some way of making this equitable is going to be a big challenge because you can't charge everybody the same price. You just can't. People will rebel. Many worry that charging people a fee to pass through parts of downtown is really going to hurt poor people who are already paying a lot of their money to commute into San Francisco. Others say that if congestion pricing doesn't happen, that could also hurt poor people. We know that our current transportation system has both created and has reinforced uh, racial and social inequities. This is Stuart Cohen back in February speaking at a San Francisco Transportation Authority board meeting. Cohen is executive director of a transportation policy nonprofit called Transform. We think that the current system imposes brutal and unacceptable costs, uh, costs of congestion that include greatly diminished access to opportunities for those most in need, stuck on buses, not able to get to jobs, as well as health impacts from air pollution. And of course, ultimately, there'll be the climate impacts of all of this. This equity and transportation question is a much bigger uh, subject than congestion pricing. I mean, some of the big transit agencies here, especially BART, are getting ready to join a pilot program that would give a break, a lower fare, to lower-income riders. BART is a really expensive system to ride, yeah. and um, yeah. there's a growing chorus of people concerned that people of less means are not being given a viable transit option if they have to pay 5 or $6 each way, or you know, if you're coming in from Eastern Contra Costa County, $10 each way to come into yeah. San Francisco. Was one of the ideas also to like use some of this tax money, this toll money, to subsidize maybe the bar yes. program? Yes. Yeah. Well, the idea is to use the congestion pricing proceeds for improving transit, for improving street design, and for other programs that will encourage people to get out of their cars. So mm. you encourage people to get out of their cars by charging them to use the street. And then you try to offer them a good alternative, which is just mm. more transit. Or this is something that's underway in San Francisco, improving bicycling infrastructure. Bicycling is a much more important mode of transportation now than it was um, a decade ago, partly because of improvements in the streets. And Mayor Breed said, we're going to accelerate our efforts to create safe bike lanes. Yeah. So you use this money for, for all of the above to sort of create incentives 
or make it more desirable for people to get out of their cars. When you think about all those like transportation methods that really need a lot of work, like the bike lanes, like BART, like new trains coming to San Francisco, how likely is it that all that stuff is going to happen? Well, I mean, the easy answer is we'll see. Uh, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a real serious debate for all this stuff to happen. Uh, we're different generations, right? I'm, I'm a baby boomer. You know, right in the dead center of the 50s. I won't ask when you were born. I'll, I'm a millennial. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> so, so the world that we're born into, that we received, and that we registered as normal is largely the same world, right? It's a really car-centric world. There's something laid down in our brains about what we feel comfortable with. And there's... There's some education here to be done. It seems like it's more convenient to drive. I mean, people who need to run errands, who need to drop their kids off and go to the grocery store, stop at the cleaners, there's sort of a list of things people always bring up yeah. that are the, the chores you need to have a car for. And that may be true, but it hides a lot of inconvenience. Cars are expensive. Uh, insurance is expensive. There is a serious and maybe very long-term health cost to driving, uh, both if you drive too much and forsake other, you know, pleasurable exercise activities or just breathing the products that come out of our tailpipes. So I've just mentioned a few of a wide range of things that we accept as normal about driving that may not be so good. And there could be another way of imagining our cities and communities that it's very hard to do because it means turning our back on what we feel comfortable with. Dan Brecky is KQED's transportation editor. The city's going to study how congestion pricing might actually work in San Francisco, and this includes a series of public meetings over the next year and a half. San Francisco is short approximately $22 billion over the next 25 years or so for the different kinds of transportation projects it wants to finish. One of the ways to raise that money could be congestion pricing. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. Make sure you're subscribed to the show. You can now follow us on Spotify. Talk to you Wednesday. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.